This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. things that we know gossip is wicked. A lot of times we're not sure what it is exactly. We don't know exactly when we've been a party to it. You know, we think that, you know, if all I've done is listen to you talk about somebody else, then you're guilty, but I'm okay. No, no, no. If you've listened, you're guilty of gossip. If you're not part of the problem or part of the solution, then you shouldn't be part of the conversation either. Our tongue can get us into a lot of trouble, whether it's by being a partaker in a gossip story or by giving or receiving manipulative flattery. Be careful being caught in a crossfire of either. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage us to watch what we say, how we say it, and to tread carefully around those who don't. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. opportunity, and I would even say the mandate from Almighty God to be a hero within your generation, a rescuer of doomed men and women. Paul and Barnabas, they went into the synagogue. They simply shared what they knew to be true. They communicated it with passion, with gentleness, with love and patience, and a multitude believed. A multitude. A multitude. Now, history tells us Paul was not an impressive man. You know, you look at Billy Graham. You know, we see these men that are gifted by God to be, to be harvesters. And quite often, they're just, there's something about them. You know, I don't know if you saw recently there was a special on Billy Graham. And they were talking about just the piercing eyes. The man has such a powerful persona. You know, just a presence. When you look at some of the old crusades and, and the booming voice and just, you know, Pastor Chuck talks about the dynamic presentation, you know, that the pictures of Billy Graham, you know, were, were something like this, you know, and the Bible's in one hand and the finger's out and just there's this powerful, you know, persona. Well, they say Paul was a little Weasley guy. Historians say that, that uh, he wasn't eloquent. He was not impressive. He was, you know, just short and goofy looking. But he knew what he believed and he knew why he believed it. And he believed it so passionately that you just couldn't stop him from talking about it. And multitudes were rescued by him. Multitudes. It's incredible. You know, it's like I heard a pastor say not long ago. He said, you know, I, I used to have fantasies about being, you know, like Michael Jordan. And I realized it's never going to happen. I'm never going to be a, a great athlete. I'm not going to be a movie star, you know. 
but I can be a superhero in the kingdom of God if I'm simply willing to be fully His and go for it and let Him do whatever He wants to do in and through my life. You and I have a mandate to be heroes to our generation, to just go and tell them you know, about this incredible love that God's only begotten Son would come and be executed in their place, that God wants to be their friend and He wants to teach them and lead them through this life and into eternity. What a message! What an offer! And you're the messengers. There are no others. Do you understand? It's just us. It's just us. And these guys did it. And, and of course, as we saw, the persecution came. What I want to focus a lot of attention on is how it came. Because I still see, listen, I see the enemy, the demonic realm, doing now what they did then. The tactics don't change. And that's what James chapter 3 is all about. James refers to it as demonic wisdom at work. James chapter 3. In verse 4, he says, Look at ships. Although they're so large and driven by fierce winds, they're turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. That's what's behind persecution. It's always so important to remember, guys, that persecution is not human in nature. It's spiritual. It's demonic. And this is what we see talked about here. He says, For every kind of beast and bird of reptile creature of the sea is tamed, and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. It ought not to be so, he says. And then he goes on, and, he, and in verse 13 he says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, don't boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. He's talking about all this, guys, in the context of the tongue. What we see happening here in this passage in Acts chapter 14, in Iconium, and it'll happen again as they get into Lystra, is one group of people that gets envious, and in their self-seeking, in their self-centered focus, they rise up against these men of God and begin to persecute them. And how do they do it? They do it like this. It's their mouth initially. They sow. Did you notice what it says? They, they so completely poisoned the minds, or literally in the Greek, the souls of these other people that they turned on them. They turned on them. The tongue is an amazing weapon. It's an amazing thing. And all too often it gets turned loose within the church. We see what happened here as it gets turned loose. Eventually they do stone Paul, as, as we read. Most Bible scholars agree they stoned him to death. But it wasn't time for Paul to die, so 
God brought him back. It's not clearly stated in the text. I'll get to that part next week. But I want us to look at just quickly at just a few things that the Bible says about the tongue. Turn with me real quick to Psalm 12. In the 12th Psalm, it's funny, David sings a song about it. He says, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things who have said, with our tongue will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? The oppression of the poor for the sighing of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord. I'll set him in the safety for which he yearns. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked prowl on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. And think about the vileness, that the manifestation of it that he talks about here. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and a double heart they speak. Flattering lips, a proud tongue. They prevail with their words. Wow. And there's a lot more. I mean, if, if you're taking notes, you need to look at Proverbs 26, 28, Proverbs 18, 6 to 8. That's a fascinating one where he actually talks about the, the lips of fools and how they call for blows. And he, he goes on talking about the fact that a flattering tongue brings ruin. And that's a principle that you need to understand and hold on to because I, I see... I see so many of us destroying and to some extent, you know, having destruction, not, not being destroyed, but, but having destruction at work in our lives because of flattery. Flattery. It's one of those things that we know gossip is wicked. A lot of times we're not sure what it is exactly. We don't know exactly when we've been a party to it. You know, we think that, you know, if all I've done is listen to you talk about somebody else, then you're guilty, but I'm okay. No, no, no. If you've listened, you're guilty of gossip. If you're not part of the problem or part of the solution, then you shouldn't be part of the conversation either. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. 
Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.